0: We will open talking about the whole Steven Adams situation. News came out on, I think, Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Saturday saying that, uh, yeah, it was Saturday because I was in the midst of – we were both in the midst of uh, a busy nine-year-old son Saturday. that included birthday parties, haircuts, you know, those type of things. So in the middle of all that, uh, we get the information that Steven Adams probably would be uh, missing the playoffs. The news started with – an announcement that Kennedy Chandler would be, getting, would be getting waived by the Grizzlies. Kennedy Chandler, of course, a uh, rookie player this year, acquired in the second round by the Memphis Grizzlies, was not on a two-way deal, did not have much time in South Haven with the hustle, uh, played most of his time here with the Grizzlies, um, was waived on Saturday. A light bulb went off in my head. Okay, is this to sign Junior? Is this to sign Ken Lofton? I mean, because Of course, for Ken Lofton to play in the playoffs, he would have to be on a regular contract. He couldn't play on a two-way in the playoffs so that light bulb went off uh about junior lofton i started talking to some of my friends about it and it was like oh man i wanted to this have anything to do with adams I'm like no way man like that didn't have anything to do with adams because even if even if adams is there in there it's not that you're just gonna throw lofton in cold so i'm like it couldn't be for adams and then moments later if not minutes later stephen adams was announced to be out more than likely for the playoffs by Adrian Wojanowski, and that information is yet to be confirmed by the Memphis Grizzlies. Jason Smith, is there a conspiracy going on <laughs> with the Memphis Grizzlies organization? If it's Steven Adams thing, or is what we're hearing pretty much true that Stephen Adams uh, is going to be gone? What's your opinion on it? Just the entire thing. I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's
1: a conspiracy going on, <laughs> that that's more your department. You can oh, tell yeah, us, uh, as far as uh, the news itself, devastating. You know, yes. as far as I'm concerned, because you know, as as well as this team had kind of figured out things without Stephen Adams was the last 36 games of the of the regular season he's missed. Now uh, you're, you're still going to miss him, and it, particularly if you draw a team, and we've touched on this, like the like the Lakers, who can uh you know who can beat you up up front. You like to have all the bodies you can, and uh, you know, we, whether it's whether it's the screening and everything we went through with James last podcast mm-hmm. or. You know, the the offensive rebounding, you were just not the same team uh from a rebounding standpoint without him. And I, I I do think for John Moran in terms of clearing out that lane, setting those screens, it changes his game. So it's a blow. Uh yeah. can you survive it? Sure. We know he got played off the floor in the playoffs last season, uh, then injured. Uh uh you, Tillman had six playoff starts last year. You still managed to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. But and and I do think, saying, if you can get past what potentially a first round series with the lakers if that's who indeed it is then i think you know if you're talking about a golden state or a sacramento you know, you can play small against those teams maybe maybe you can even get away with it. hopefully you can get away with it against the lakers but uh it, it's there's no way to spin this positive for the grizzlies it was unfortunate news especially when you we thought twice now saying he was close to getting back mm-hmm. and now you you've sort of had the rug pulled out from under you yeah. I mean, we've seen him walking around working out you know, the, the, the doing the five on five. So you, you felt like he was close. And so with expecting him to be back at one point, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough news for the Grizzlies.
0: Yeah, it's really tough. I was really surprised. Um, joking pretty much about the whole conspiracy thing. I think that the news is truly stated. Um, I would not be surprised to see him back uh, earlier than most people probably would. A lot of people are like, if we make the finals type talk, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back earlier than earlier than that. Cause you got to think, man, like, the finals are like in June that's, you know, the NBA finals last, I mean, the playoffs last a long time. So um, I could definitely see him being back a little earlier than that. Who knows? It's definitely a blow though, man, because we've talked about, you know, to no end what, what Steven Adams brings to this team in his absence. Um, but like I said, we, we pretty much, we get all that. We we understand what he, what he's going to miss, what we're going to miss by him not being there. I'm a little optimistic. Um, I talked about the Lakers earlier, man, on Twitter, and it's like I've, I've been keeping an eye on them because because they uh, they felt like they are going to be our matchup, you know, in the mm-hmm. first round. And you're talking about a team who went to overtime with Utah, a team who's not trying to win. A lot of their guys just aren't out there. They went to overtime with them another night, had a very close game with them last night in the situation that decided who was going to get home court, all these type of things in the play-in. And they lost to the Clippers in a game that the Clippers may or may not have been trying to win. You know what I mean? I think the I think the Lakers are a lot better since the deadline, but I really don't think that team is actually that good. They've got the names, they've got a they've got a decent, a good to decent uh, starting lineup, but I just don't trust that team in a seven game series against a team that's youthful, that's energetic, that's high paced like the Grizzlies, who can just go on crazy runs out of nowhere. I don't I don't take that Lakers team serious. I think that I think they're gonna beat Minnesota because that's the biggest shit show in the NBA right now, other than Dallas is Minnesota. And I think that that's going to be a pretty easy win for them, but I think the Grizzlies will uh, fare very well against them for sure. Um, but yeah, without Stephen Adams, it's going to be totally different. I think with Stephen Adams, you probably would have blasted that Lakers team. Just to be honest with mm-hmm. you. But um, I think it makes it's going to be harder. But I think we're still going to look uh, very good against them.
1: The 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 Lakers are 18 and eight since the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. third in defense since the trade deadline. You know, just in terms of finish up. I just. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I I believe the Grizzlies will beat them in a series, especially having home court advantage. Mm -hmm. But I would much rather see the Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: Oh
1: yeah. There's no question about it. And and again, the, the Lakers now look a lot more like the bubble team Lakers that were playing elite level defense. Six of the last 10 NBA championships been top five in defense. That's what they've been from a defensive standpoint mm-hmm. since the trade deadline. You're talking about LeBron, you're talking about AD, and saying I worry about the officiating. I worry yep. about that, especially when, like, especially when a guy like Dylan Brooks plays on the edge. You know, how is he allowed to play his game against the LeBron, those kinds of things? And then Steven Adams, you know, you're talking about when he went out 36 games ago now, you were number two in the league in offensive rebounding. You dropped down tw- 22nd in the league since. You're average. Mm-hmm. Now, here, here's the hope, saying this is where I'm with you, that adding Luke Kennard, you know, Jaren's leap, has made you a more efficient team offensively. But we
0: don't, don't rely as much on
1: offensive rebounding like you've had in the past when you were, you know, average and yeah. three-point shooting at best, closer to the bottom. You know, Luke's improved that. Jaren's improved that, especially with his game inside the arc. But it, it's, it's a loss. I guess I'm taking the Lakers just a, a tad more seriously than you, but ultimately we're in the same place. That even without Stephen Adams, without Brandon Clark, they'll they'll get through this series.
0: Because I don't, um, um, I'm sorry, I just don't trust Austin Reeves and D'Angelo uh, you Russell. Break up a great point. Because they those guard guys and got to a <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. got to guard two of the better guards in the NBA. I don't I don't see it, man. And I've seen I've seen this Lakers team, like I said, struggle against Utah. It's it's some guys out there just trying to get a contract. I don't think they're I don't think they're no, nah, I don't think they're going to be able to deal with us, man. And I and I know LeBron's LeBron, I know he's going to get calls. But I I 100% predict this for the Grizzlies to to come out of this two games 0, oh, two games to none after the first two games. So, I hope so you know, that's that's what, you know, do I think the Lakers going to have to resolve to even make it a series after they're down 2-0? I doubt it. But uh it's going to be interesting to see for sure. Um going back to what we were talking about with the whole Stephen Adams situation. Of course, you had to let go of Kenny Chandler. A kid who's got local interests, a kid that a lot of people are pulling for. You cover prep sports here in the city of Memphis. So I'm sure you had you weren't covering him when he was there, but the fact that he's a prep kid coming from here, I know you've got yeah. your your feelings, your attachments you have as far as that goes. A lot of people, you know, they we know him, you know, we know it's Candy Chandler, you know, we know him, we know his parents, we see his parents at the games. Um, it's tough seeing him leave, hoping he can catch on somewhere else. Um the Grizzlies, after that, of course, gave Ken Lofton a four-year, 70000000 million deal, and they gave the kid from the G League, who will remain nameless. I know he played like 40 minutes last night. Gillian or somebody like that. I don't know. But here's the, here's the unfortunate truth about guys in Kennedy's position, and this isn't to offend Kennedy Chandler, his family, friends, anybody in Memphis. There are a lot of guys like Kennedy Chandler in every draft. And it's an unfortunate thing about the NBA. Kennedy Chandler was a top high school prospect in the country, one of the better D1 point guards his, his freshman year at Tennessee. But for guys who aren't starter-level NBA players, like, like they're they're not projected to be an NBA starter, who come into the league as a backup, those kind of guys are kind of repeatable. You know what I mean? Like they um, they moved off of Kennedy – they brought the guy in from the G League, gave him a two-way. I'm probably pretty sure that, that guy's not going to be on a two-way contract next year. I'm sure his two-way is going to be over and they'll have another guy in. And I hate it for Kennedy because I really want to see him catch on here. Um, stuck behind John Moran, who's one of the best point guards and not the best point guard in the NBA. Then he's behind Tyus Jones, who's the best pack, backup point guard in the NBA. And then is you. So he didn't really get a chance to develop this year. Uh, if they had a traded ties at the deadline, you know, you would have gotten more Kennedy going for sure. It's unfortunate, but like I said, those type of guys, there's gonna be those type of guys in the draft every year. It's one named Kendrick Davis who's gonna be available this year. It just it just kind of works out like that. It's just always a high-level point guard, uh, high-level college point guard who's available in the second round of the draft. If, if that's the route you want to go. Uh, like I said, I wish the best for him. Shout out to uh uh um uh, Junior uh junior lofton, of course, 42 crazy points last night, Jason Smith, against whatever version of the Thunder that is. The Thunder also a team feel like they got 30 guys on their team because it seems like it, it seems like it's we were talking about Houston, it feels like they got a million dudes on their team. But Ken Lofton Jr. signs a four-year deal with the Grizzlies. Awesome news for him. Um, he was one of those guys when he got signed to a two-year. My whole thinking was nah, they're not getting the second year out of that dude on a two-way. He's gonna tell them either let me go or sign me, and they avoided all that drama. Inked him to a, a deal now, so he's a permanent roster player. He'll come on. He'll come on with the team next year on the roster um, for the foreseeable future. Shout out to Ken Lofton. Shout out to Shine last night scoring 42 points, looking like a beast out there. The 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 baby zebo stuff is getting national attention now. Um, I'm excited for him. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Ken Lofton signing a four year deal with the Grizzlies? and shining in that final game of the season uh first thing on on kennedy
1: chandler whose spot kenneth Lofton, like you mentioned uh he takes uh you know it it just shows you too that sometimes you can do everything right and it's still Mm -hmm. not be enough and kennedy chandler had done everything right just in terms of the you know work doing with what was asked of him being a professional the just everything the way he was raised up the kind of player he is just in a tough spot when you're the third point guard on a team that's rolling with, but you know, John Moran and Tyus Jones. That's a tough spot to be on the active roster. So his spot was always, especially if the Grizzlies got in a situation like they have now with Steven Adams being out, his spot was always one that was kind of, you know, thin ice. Uh, Yeah, you could look at it as maybe the backup point guard of the future, but it was always just going to be that. That's the ceiling. He's never going to, you know, uh, uh, he was never going to get ahead of John Moran. And so there was always a ceiling. And when right now, uh, Tyus Jones more needed than now. Uh, Kenneth Lofton in another big body the more needed. Uh, it's unfortunate but Kenny Chandler is, uh, uh, becomes a result you know, of, of numbers really, a numbers game. That said uh, on Lofton, you know, it's great to see. A guy rewarded for continuing to put in work, not just mm-hmm. get to the league and get a chance with the two-way deal, but saying after that continuing to work, he gets the G League Rookie of the Year. You've seen his game continue to expand at that level. And now right. You know, you, you've you seen the Grizzlies kind of ramp up and, you know, ramp him up here into the regular season. You know, Sunday was completely different when you're playing him 40 minutes. But now you've got a chance to see could he handle, you know, four minutes, five minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes mm-hmm. in a playoff game. Should you be short with Jaron Jackson uh, foul trouble or Xavier Tillman or somebody going down? So I just think, it's number one, it's a great reward for continued work by Kenneth Lawton, Jr., yeah. great story. guy we were already rooting for, 6'6", baby Zebo. You're already doing that, but number two, credit to him for putting himself in this position, getting his game better through that season, right, and then putting himself in a position where he can now be called on. And yeah, man, I I would suspect in a limited role he's got, you know, those fouls to give. We know Jaron Jackson's foul history. We know there's a chance, you know, maybe the series is called a little bit tighter with referees. We'll see. Right. Uh, having him as uh is uh, probably is the right move for the team at this point, and and we'll see. We'll see if he's even asked to be in a situation where he needs to contribute, yeah. but I'm, I'm confident that in those, you know, few minutes asked, he can certainly deliver on the offensive end. We'll see on the defensive end. I thought it's, it's, you know, Kenny Chandler, tough story, uh, but you know, another, you know, Kenneth Lofton kind of a, kind of a great story. And, yeah. and, and, you know, for Kenny Chandler was a great story and maybe, maybe down the line, he gets, you know, back hooked on with the Grizzlies, but for him timeline don't work right now. Third string point guards, on active rosters going to the playoffs when you're short on the front court depth. It just yeah. your your position was uh your position was 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 takeable.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um only only bone I have to pick with the Grizzlies organization, and uh I'll bring this, I'll re. I'll add, I'll warm this rant up again in the last segment of the show, is in regards to Kenneth Lofton. Um he, I mean Steven Adams has been out since January. Um Brandon Clark has been out for at least a month. We had ample time to really get him going where there, there were games where he was on the roster and just wasn't playing. And I just thought that he, if you if you had saw more from him, you definitely would have felt more sure about playing him in the playoffs. If Tillman's having a rough night, you could come in with with uh with Kenneth Lawton. And I'm saying not saying you can't do that now. But I just think the likelihood of him actually getting real minutes or being even uh, tr- trust being trusted at all in the playoffs Are kind of minimized now because I just feel like they should have been warming them up, revving them up, getting them ready. Especially when we've seen so many games that we've all kind of said, okay, that was kind of a throwaway game, or we didn't need this guy, or we didn't need that game. Was that that big of a deal? And we're just trying to get job going. And you had all these games that they've kind of treated like, or the narrative has been these are throwaway games. You definitely could have saw more of Ken of Lofton down the stretch. It feels like to me, and it's, it's, you know, we're talking about pulling straws and the whole thing, so it's not that big of a deal, but it's just odd to me that. It's just an odd course of action that you wouldn't play him this entire time while Steven Adams and Brandon Clark have been out. But now you sign him to a contract as an emergency big. It's like, okay, well, are you really going to use him, though? That's, that's my whole thing as far as that goes. Uh, i like uh, uh, they hoping they don't have to. Yeah, I'm hoping they don't have to. <laughs> that's the thing for sure. But um, like I said, and overall, it's pretty bad news that Steven Adams won't be available um, for the playoffs. I'm leaning more towards second round than a lot of people say. If we make the finals, I think I'm leaning more towards second round because that first round is going to take what? It doesn't start for a week. It, it might take two weeks to get over with, something like that. A week and a half, ten more days. You're looking at another maybe twenty something days before you know. The you're really round. you're really holding out hope
1: that they can get Stephen Adams back.
0: I mean, because you're seeing him like warming up. He's out there in full gear on warming yeah, up. We've, seen, we've seen that now for eight, what? Yeah, ten weeks, twelve weeks. Yeah, that is true. I just don't. I, I I I'm I'm going to hold out hope. I'm just going. I'm I'm cool with it. I'm cool with holding out hope for sure. Cause it's just none of it. None of it. It really feels or sounds right,
1: bro. Bro, I remember seeing him at the All Star break behind somebody was getting interviewed. Him walking around and me like, man, that man ain't got a limit coming back. back. Yeah. <laughs> in, in February, like you know, yeah. right after the the injury in late January, and here we are now. The man's been walking. He's been doing right. You know, so it's something I I, I have no trust in anymore in terms of opening. I I, I was optimistic, obviously, before this weekend.
0: Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a, um, a punch to the stomach for sure.